see you next week and stay safe, Hong Kong. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, police fire tear gas as protests continue near Polytechnic University. The Education Bureau says classes at kindergartens, primary, secondary and special schools will remain suspended tomorrow. And in sport, it's the final day of the Macau Grand Prix. Anti-government protests are continuing near Polytechnic University. Robert Kemp has more. Police fired tear gas near the university in Hung Hom in an attempt to disperse anti-government protesters who had gathered near Chatham Road and Austin Road. The protesters, wearing their trademark black clothing, responded with petrol bombs and bricks. The main university building, which has been fortified by protesters, was a scene of intense clashes overnight. It overlooks the Cross Harbour Tunnel, which remains closed following damage to toll booths. The government now says the tunnel won't be opening in the short term. Meanwhile, a group of residents and volunteers has removed debris from a city university footbridge in Kowloon Tong. The Education Bureau has announced that classes at kindergartens, primary, secondary and special schools will remain suspended tomorrow for safety reasons. It said even though major roads and public transport were gradually returning to normal, the situation was still uncertain. But the department said schools must keep their premises open and parents may send their children to school if needed. It said schools should arrange for staff to go to their schools under safe and feasible conditions to look after any students who have turned up. Lawmaker Joseph Lee says the imposition of an anti-mask law has been a total failure as it hasn't deterred violence and has only stirred up peaceful protesters. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong, the health services legislator says the law has allowed the police to indiscriminately arrest people and intimidate frontline reporters. The anti-mask law has stirred up the sentiments of both the peaceful, rational and non-violent protesters and the fighters group as well. As a result, the outcome of invoking the ERO does not correspond with the regime's claims deferring effect. It only escalates a citywide revulsion. The implementation of the anti-mask law is indeed a total failure. The Financial Secretary Paul Chan has likened people who carried out vigilante acts to terrorists, saying there can be no excuse to justify violence. Writing on his blog, Mr. Chan said violence and hatred had engulfed society and Hong Kong is now in an extremely dangerous situation. He also questioned whether there was any difference between terrorists and people who use violence in the name of justice and revenge, adding that they're simply using brutal means to intimidate others. The secretary also criticized protesters for blocking roads, saying their action was selfish and irresponsible. He said with the economy weakening, this would only make people's lives more difficult. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen has announced that a former premier, William Lai, will be her running mate in next year's presidential election. She made the announcement at a press conference at her national campaign headquarters in Taipei this morning. She'll face challenges from Han Guoyu of the main opposition Guomindang Party and People First Party chairman James Sung. The New York Times has published 400 pages of internal documents leaked from the Chinese Communist Party that expose party directives behind the detention of as many as one million ethnic Uyghurs and other Muslims. China describes detention facilities as job training centers, but the documents show the level of force involved in the campaign. The BBC's Celia Hatton reports. The internal documents illustrate the calculated and coercive nature of the ongoing campaign targeting Uyghurs. The Chinese leader, Xi Jinping, is quoted as telling party members to use the organs of dictatorship to show absolutely no mercy in the fight against terrorism and separatism in Xinjiang. 
The region's chief then instructs local officials to round up everyone who should be rounded up. The newspaper says the information was shared with them by a member of China's political establishment who wants to remain anonymous. Queen Elizabeth's second son, the Duke of York, has categorically denied ever having sex with Virginia Jufrey, then Roberts, the American woman who says she was forced to have sex with him three times in London, New York and the Caribbean. The BBC's Johnny Diamond reports. It did not happen, said the prince. I cannot recollect the lady. I categorically deny it. On the photo of him and Virginia Roberts, he said he could not remember it being taken and suggested that some of its details were somehow incorrect, that the clothes he was wearing he would never wear in London and that he'd never visited the upper floor of the house where the photo was taken. As to the 2010 visit to see Jeffrey Epstein, he said it was for one reason only, to tell Epstein that their friendship was over. He admitted that staying in the home of a child sex offender was wrong and that he'd let the side down. U.S. congressional committees have heard evidence from a White House budget official as they continue their impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Mark Sandy gave evidence behind closed doors on Saturday. A Democrat representative, Eric Swalwell, said Mr. Sandy's evidence had been very useful. He cooperated and uh, answered all of the questions that we had, and we learn more about this investigation. And actually, as a former prosecutor, what is remarkable about this investigation is that it is almost entirely driven by witness accounts, oral witness accounts. The administration has refused to turn over any electronic communication, uh, and we have been severely limited. But because people have come forward and produced information, uh, we learn more. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said all the Conservative Party candidates in December's parliamentary election have vowed to vote for the deal he negotiated with the EU for exiting the bloc. He said that voters could be 100% certain that if he wins a majority, he will deliver Brexit. The British government and armed forces have been accused of covering up illegal killings by British troops in Afghanistan and Iraq. The investigation by the BBC and the Sunday Times has spoken to 11 British detectives who say they found credible evidence of war crimes. The, evidence, the investigators say evidence of torture and murder was disregarded. The Ministry of Defence said it rejected the unsubstantiated allegations of a pattern of cover-ups. The man slated to be Lebanon's next prime minister has withdrawn his candidacy just two days after the country's political factions agreed to support him. Mohamed Safadi, a former finance minister, said it would, ha would have been hard to form a harmonious cabinet. The BBC's Sebastian Asher reports. If confirmed, Mohamed Safadi would have been the third billionaire in a row to be Lebanese prime minister. That prospect enraged those who've taken to the streets for weeks, demanding change. In a statement, Mr Safadi said it was difficult to form a government supported by all political sides that could both deal with Lebanon's dire economic situation and respond to the aspirations of the protesters. The urgency of this was underlined by a widely shared video in the past few hours showing sewage pouring into the sea, a symbol for many Lebanese of their politicians' incompetence and indifference. The UN human rights chief, Michelle Bachelet, said she is extremely concerned that the situation in Bolivia could spin out of control following the departure of the former president, Evo Morales. She warned that the excessive force used by the security forces during recent protests was dangerous. At least nine people were killed in clashes with the security forces in Cochabamba on Friday. The BBC's Candace Piet has the details. 
The regional ombudsman, Nelson Cox, said he expected to see the death toll rise. He said more than 100 people had been injured and that the majority had bullet wounds. Mr Cox accused the security forces of attacking protesters and said they hadn't followed internationally recognised protocols on crowd control. Iran's Interior Minister Abdul Reza Ramani Fazli has warned that the country's security forces will act to restore order against the widening protests over fuel price rises and rationing. His warning came as riot police clashed with demonstrators in Tehran and other cities. Sport in the final day of the Macau Grand Prix. With the latest from the SAR, here's RTHK's Tim Huxley. The big news from the Macau Grand Prix overnight was that organisers have decided to issue an official classification for the Motorcycle Grand Prix. That means that Michael Rutter has won his ninth Macau Motorcycle Grand Prix with Peter Hickman taking second. Yesterday's race was stopped after a six-bike pile-up and red-flagged three laps. Six riders were involved and overnight Finnish rider Erno Costamo underwent surgery on his back for an injury but is now recovering in a general ward at the hospital. In other news today, in the first of the touring car races, Ivan Muller scored his second win of the weekend, whilst the following race, again for the touring cars, saw Andy Prio have a frantic dice with Rob Huff and take his win on his return to Macau after nine years. Formula One and six-time world champion Lewis Hamilton topped the times for Mercedes in the third and final free practice ahead of his this weekend's Brazilian Grand Prix. The Briton clocked a best lap of 1 minute and 8.320 seconds to outpace nearest rival Red Bull's Max Verstappen by 0.026 seconds. To end the news, our top stories again. Police fire tear gas as protesters continue near Polytechnic University. The Education Bureau says classes at kindergartens, primary, and secondary and special schools will remain suspended tomorrow. And in sport, it's the final day of the Macau Grand Prix. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. A very good afternoon to you. This is Radio 3, live from Hong Kong at ten past one in the afternoon. It's Peter Lewis sitting in for Simon Wilson today until four. You hear him now and then on your radio Where he's got something to say And the songs that you know His name's Lewis That's right, Peter Lewis It's the weekend so you know You can sing and dance In pyjamas or your underpants With Peter Lewis He can't see you, Peter Lewis That'd be weird, Peter Lewis Oh yeah.